What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you are tuned in to Kinda Neat. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, as always. First things first, remember, this is my only spiel at the beginning of the show. This is the equivalent to my advertisement. If you are a weekly listener, if this is part of your routine, if you're listening now on your drive, on your commute, on a Wednesday morning or a Thursday morning, or you're on a treadmill, wherever you may be listening to the pleasant vibrations of my vocal cords... Take one second of your life to go to patreon.com slash kind of neat and pledge $1 per episode. That's it. Just a buck per episode. Uh, even on a good month, that's only $4 per month. And uh, it's the equivalent of buying me a latte with two extra shots, which is uh, my drink when I go to the coffee bean on the corner of Motor and Venice. You can catch me there. Holler. Uh, by doing that, going to patreon.com slash kind of neat and pledging $1 per episode, you are helping us keep the lights on and keep it worth our time for doing it. That would be very helpful. Thank you so much. Today, I have some like kind of downer things to talk about. But here's the thing. I don't really get to talk to people about stuff like this uh, in my day-to-day, and I think um, during my podcast sessions, I've been getting kind of on this, like, therapy tip or something with people. You'll see today I kind of, like, went in uh, on, like, trying to get into some real emotional shit, but on the day-to-day, I try not to, like, dump my problems or issues onto people, and the type of shit that I talk about, I know I talk about my dad's Alzheimer's a lot on the show and, and in the, and the, the, the intros, but here's the thing. The reason I do that is because talking into this microphone to the faceless people that are listening right now, uh, it doesn't feel as shitty as when I try to tell these things to like my friends and they feel like they need to comfort me or something, uh, because they don't have to comfort me and I don't, and I don't really need them to, uh, maybe I do. I don't know what I need, but I just need to get the thoughts out of my head and vent them. Uh, because if I just leave it inside, it just festers and gets shitty. But the point of that whole thing was to say that this week, my mom informed me that, uh, my father had to go to the neurologist. He goes to, um, for his like annual appoint- appointment or whatever, biannual, he goes every six months. Now he has to go every four months, um, because the doctor has upgraded his, uh, his status of Alzheimer's to severe Alzheimer's. So for the longest, I've been referring to it as early onset and, I'll be honest, like, even though it's happening to my family, like, I don't really know shit tons about Alzheimer's. I don't do a shit ton of research. I just know that, like, my dad's going to die and he's, like, doesn't remember anything and that it's going to take a long time. And that's pretty much the gist of what I know. And I know that they don't have a cure. And I know that I'm scared that I might end up getting it. It's just shitty shit that I have to think about. So I've been referring to it as early onset Alzheimer's just because he got it so young, as all of you guys know. You know, he got it when he was 55. It was when he was diagnosed, but he was already showing signs of it before that. Uh, but I, I'll be honest, I'm not sure if early onset refers to like the early stages of Alzheimer's or the fact that he got it early in his life. I don't know. But for a while, it was considered mild. And then it's been progressing because it progresses every single day. It doesn't really stop. And now it is considered severe. And one of the ways that they test that which my mom told me, which was a very sad story. He has a thing called aphasia, and he's had it for a while. Um, aphasia is a, is a term for when you can't remember words anymore or objects. You can't identify objects by their, uh, by their proper 
noun anymore you know so he'll point at something and if he like if you go walk the dog with him he might say oh look there's those things and he'll point at the ground and he's pointing at mushrooms but he doesn't know the word for mushroom anymore and so when he's at the neurologist he was like well watch you know i'll show you what i mean by this and he goes hey uh, you know barry what is this and he holds up a stapler and he's like what is this called and he goes, oh, you know, that's the thing. That's the thing that does, you know, and he starts like kind of clapping his hands together or like, like pinching his fingers together. Like he kind of knows what it does. He's like, oh, you know, that's the thing. And it does this. And he's like doing this with his hands. It does this. And he goes, yeah, yeah, but what's it called? He goes, you know, it's the thing, the thing. And he tries to grab it from the neurologist. So the neurologist says, yeah, yeah, here, take it. Show me, show me what it does. And he's holding the stapler kind of like backwards in his hand and clenching it together and so a bunch of staples are falling on the floor and shit and he's like yeah see it's a, it does this thing and he goes here here's some paper show me how that that works and my dad is like trying to jam the paper into the backside of the staples of the stapler and not working not understanding how the simple mechanism of a stapler works anymore nor being able to like recall what the proper word for it is and so that is what aphasia is. And so people always ask me like, uh, oh, well, does he remember who you guys are? And I think they ask me that because they've you watch a lot of TV and in TV it's like you walk into somebody's room that has Alzheimer's and they're like, oh, Principal Skinner, I remember you from fifth grade or something and it's their kid. And that is not, th- maybe that happens to people. I don't know. I don't know if it's just a television trope or if it actually happens to people, but uh, that has not been our personal experience. What I do know is that when I see him, uh, if I was walking in a, a distance, from a distance, like if I'm getting off an airport plane and I see him in an airport, he might make eye contact with me and not initially know who I am. But as soon as I get up to him and say, hello, I'm not sure if he actually knows who I am or if he just like, uh, assumes that he's supposed to know who I am or if he gets a vibe off of me that's like, oh, this is a familiar person. Um, but I do know that he probably doesn't know my name anymore. I think somewhere in his head, he knows that he has a son named Lee, but I think that if I were to stand next to him, and you were to ask him like, oh, who's this? He would just go, oh, that's him. He wouldn't say that's Lee or that's my son Lee. He would just say that's him. And he knows that we have some sort of connection to each other because he's comfortable doing whatever I tell him to do. If I'm like, hey, you know, get in the front seat or, you know, sit on the couch, let's watch this or here, listen to this music. Like he's comfortable with that and trust that he should be listening to me. And, uh, and I think he feels safe with me, I guess. But I don't think he knows my name necessarily. That being said, with my mother, I don't hear him refer to her by name anymore either. So it's like if he and I are out alone without her, he'll he'll continue to say, where is she anyway? Where is she? He doesn't say Karen. He says, where is she anyway? Uh, where is she at? Where is she? And it's it's really, it's often, often, like he repeats that every couple of minutes, if not every few seconds. Um and, you, you know, even if she just goes to the bathroom and say, oh, where is she? And I say, oh, you know, she's in the bathroom. She'll be right out. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, you know, so I don't know if he even knows her name anymore at this point. And I don't know what it is just about, like, I've known all this for a long time. Like, I know that it's severe. I know that, like, that's, that physical being is, yeah, that's my father's body, but like he's not in there anymore, you know? So 
Yeah, I've known in my heart of hearts for a long time. Like that's not that is not my dad that I knew anymore. It's a guy. It's a it's a human body that has a extremely debilitating disease, and every once in a while, you know, he some remnant of my father pops out of it. I don't know, but hearing the upgrade to like severe, ugh, it just hit me hard. Like I, it's just crazy, you know. Like my mom's taking care of him now, and he it's getting a lot worse. He's having a lot of issues, and, I, and it's it's just so hard because I don't know what I as uh, an adult man should be doing to help. Like I try to call her as much as I can and, and give her someone to talk to because I know that most of her day is just spent kind of making sure he doesn't do anything crazy. And, but you know, like last time I called, I hear him in the background going, shut up, shut up. And I'm like, what is, what's he yelling at? And she's like, Oh, you know, there's a comedy on the TV and they're they're like arguing it's a couple fighting with each other and they're yelling and he doesn't like when people yell at each other so he's telling the TV to shut up and I'm like wow holy shit like it really made it hit home um so yeah I just needed I don't know I don't have a point to this I'm just letting you guys know and I know maybe I uh obsess about father stuff a little bit I do I we talked about it on this episode with Wi-Fi's funeral um I bring up I bring up dad stuff a lot and I guess maybe it's just because like it's always kind of on the back of my mind Um, and I bring up Alzheimer's stuff a lot just because like that's kind of like the big family issue that I have going on that uh, doesn't really have any obvious resolution uh, in in the near future and and there are a lot of there's a lot of choices up in the air about it so it's crazy and then uh, Another bad news thing happened where, like, I've—I think I mentioned before that like, the tax man came after me, and uh, I paid a bunch of money to like try and make it better. And I talked to a tax person on the phone briefly, who was like, "Oh no, it's not worth you know this, that, or the other. Like, just pay, just pay the 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 amount that you owe, and then uh, and then write a letter, like write a heartfelt letter that explains why it happened, and then." Uh, hopefully they'll waive the penalty in the in the um in the interest accrued and so i did that and then i just heard back this week that like nope still got to pay the interest and the penalty and so i was kind of feeling woe is me for myself and i made a couple tweets about how you know when i used to hear about rappers that would get in tax trouble i would think it was just so dumb you know like how could you let that happen and now that i'm in tax trouble i'm like oh i feel so much empathy for them because like once you're in it it just feels it's so hard to get out of it and like that money that you owe it's not really there because i'm not a businessman i don't know what the fuck I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just like a dude who had two parents who had a fucking one W-2 their whole life and their taxes were easy because they had one simple career. I mean, there are times in the last six years since I've been uh, an independent contractor where I've had like 13 1099s to do on my taxes and like, you know, I, I don't know how to write stuff off or like, I just do my shit on TurboTax. Like, I'm a fucking idiot. I need a bookkeeper, but I never did it because I didn't really have enough money to be hiring a bookkeeper. Um... So that's the thing is like being that I'm like an idiot that like makes enough to get by but is not balling by any fucking means, uh, you know, that money, I'm doling it out to people that are helping along this journey that I owe money to. So it's like, uh, you know, I'm getting taxed on a bunch of money, but I'm not like taxing my friends when I'm paying them for services. So 
Oh, I probably shouldn't be saying all that. I don't know who who the fuck knows or cares. But the point is, is that you know I don't just have that lump sum of money sitting around like it's out in the world. And so now trying to get out of it, I was like, what was me? Blah blah blah. And but thankfully, one of uh, just a dude that I know through the scene. He's a youngster. He just hit me up and was like, yo. My mom is super good at taxes. You should hit her up. And I'm like, are you serious? Are you sure about this? And he's like, he's like, bro, trust me, just hit her up. Like she's waiting for your call. And I ended up calling her and we talked on the phone for like 15 minutes and she's like such a sweet lady. And you know, just, she reminded me a lot of my mom and is very comforting. And I've been looking for a tax person anyway. And so now that I like have this loose connection where I'm like, oh yeah, this kid that knows me through music, I don't want to I don't know if he's a fan, so I don't want to refer to him as a fan, but like, I just know him. He used to go to my shows sometimes and now he's gotten more involved in the scene. And so knowing him just barely and then, and then the referral to his mom just makes me feel very comfortable with her. And she's like, you know what? Gather up all your stuff and meet with me and we'll try to figure out if you actually owe this money or if I can, or if maybe you already overpaid and I can get you something back. So maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel with the tax stuff. We shall see. But I'll tell you, it's fucking terrifying when the IRS comes, uh, comes knocking on your door is not a good feeling. And those are the two not good feelings that I had this week that I just let you guys. Uh, in on and I'm sorry if that felt like I was dumping a load on your shoulders but I'd rather do it to you the faceless masses uh, who are going to clown on me on YouTube than I would uh, the my my friends that look at me and go ooh I don't know how to like finish this sentence I don't know what to say to you I'm sorry and I'm like don't worry about it uh, anyway this week on the show we have a young rapper out of Florida out of Palm Beach Florida named Wi-Fi's Funeral and he refers to himself as an old soul at one point during the interview and I would have to agree with him I think he's an old soul it's pretty interesting with uh, all the stuff that's been going on like I brought up in a couple episodes ago about um, being a rap purist and disrespecting the young younger generation like particularly like calling shit mumble rap like I hate that term uh, he is a kid who has done the due diligence to like go back and educate himself and listen to tons of of rap music from all different eras and like has a damn mf doom tattoo on his neck and is a he's a student of rap and you can tell that he's a student of rap in the way that he raps um so it's interesting to hear his perspective on on kind of like that fight that's going on between old rap purists and younger generation of kids and i feel like Funnily enough, I think he took more of the side of the rap purists and I took more of the side of like the young kids and saying like, yeah, the old shit doesn't matter as much as people like to think. Um, but I, but at the same time, like I don't, we weren't arguing about it. I think we were just kind of delving through the topic together, together. And it was, uh, it was cool, man. It's interesting to meet, uh, such a youngster that's like so passionate about the mechanics of rap and, and the, and the history of rap. So I got down with this conversation. I liked it a lot, and I like Wi-Fi's funeral a lot, and now that's my buddy. So <laughs> without further ado, here is my conversation with Wi-Fi's funeral. Remember to go to YouTube.com slash kind of neat to see him perform. And uh, without being, with that being said, here is kind of neat. Thanks. So yeah, man, just getting off tour. Yeah. First headlining tour? First headlining tour ever. How was it? Amazing. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. I didn't think that it would go as um, smoothly. Why not? Just because, like, of my age, 19. Are you only 19, too? Yeah. I just, like, I just sat down with um, Ugly God at his show the other night. He's only 19 as well. That's fucking crazy. He looks like he's, like, 23, 24. Yeah, he looks like a grown-ass man, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's big, too, like, because I'm not a small person, but he is way taller than me. Yeah, no, I'm, like, 5'9". Yeah. Fuck it. Uh, 19, that's tight. Well, man, what's going on in Florida? Like, how come there's so much rap coming out of there right now? I think it's because everybody's mad. Mad at what? Because, like, Florida... I feel like a lot of people from Florida are mad because Florida didn't get, like, the right recognition that it deserved. So a lot of people, like, you know, there was a wave in Atlanta going on for, like, a while, and there still is, you feel me? I'm, yeah. not, I'm not even going to sit here and say that, when, that uh, the Atlanta wave is dead at all. But, like, everybody, like, from my personal perspective, I think everybody from Florida saw that and saw, like, how they could just dominate and was like, okay, well, why can't we do it? Right. And everybody just took that, that initiative and just started, everybody just started making hard-ass music out of nowhere. I don't know. It was probably something in the air, the Poland, some shit. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, fi- I, I do find it super interesting because there's there's a definitive wave in Atlanta for sure and it kind of borders more on the like that's the stuff you're going to hear on the radio type of stuff but they also have a huge strong underground scene as well but I would say most of the stuff coming out of Florida right now is like really um, dominating just that underground scene yeah I mean honestly like if you really look at the most relevant rappers in the underground right now half of them are from Florida Puya's from there Puya's from there Curry Rob Fat Nick um Fucking the list goes on and on. We had Ghost Man on. He's from there originally. Oh uh, yeah, I, I honestly yeah, yeah, don't no, know. That's cool. That don't worry about it. Uh, you went on tour with Rob Banks, right? Yeah, that's yeah. my that's my nigga for that, real. That was your first tour. Yeah, that was the first tour that like. Well, yeah, that was the first tour that I've ever done. I did like some little shit in Florida, but it was only like three dates. It was just from like Miami to Tampa. How old were you when you doing that? I think like eighteen, so like you, our seventeen, just turning eighteen. Were you still in high school, or, you out of, or were already out of high school? Mm-mm. I was already out of high school when I when I was seventeen. I dropped out. You dropped out. Yeah. How come? I dropped out because, like, realistically, I was just looking at my situation and how I wanted to live my life and what I wanted to do as a career. And I knew that by me standing in a fu- or not not standing by me like fucking sitting in a desk for seven hours wasn't going to take me to like what I'm doing right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I knew that I got to kind of like get it while I'm young right now because like realistically people don't look at rap years as like dog years. I do. You know what I mean? Because if like in my eyes personally, like if you don't make it by the time you're like... 21 22 then like you kind of just a mixtape rapper from that point on you know what i mean like it's true so with that said i was like 17 looking at it like yo these are the years that i have to like take advantage of it and just give it like my all and apply the most pressure because like you know my my whole thing is like longevity and i I don't i don't want to be one of those uh rappers that just come and go you know what i mean like i want to last long so i just looked at my situation like that said fuck school dropped out and then just applied pressure and just kept going I mean, while I don't endorse dropping out of school, I will say that's a smart perspective. So kids, don't don't drop out of school. Is not what I'm telling you. But oh, no, definitely, I will, I will no, definitely. I don't, I don't want anybody to yeah, drop right, out. I made my own decision. No, yeah, your perspective is very smart because I agree with that. Like a lot of people, when you get a late start, they don't realize that. Like by 
particularly in this day and age where everything moves so fast, like you can be a pop and rapper in 2014 and by 2016 have no career at all yeah, if literally. you don't play your cards right. Literally. You know? Um, so, yeah, well, tell me about Florida. Let's, because I want to, I want to touch more on that, like why there is so much good rap music coming out of there. So, what was it like growing up there? Because, like I told you off air, I think it's a really kind of odd state. Well, I, I mean, I could, as far as the Florida, as far as the Florida movement, I could only say but so much because when people think about the Florida movement, they think about Miami. They don't think about Orlando or they don't think about Palm Beach or Broward or none of that. They think about just Miami because the Miami scene out there is was well, like. I, think, I always used to think about Miami based music. Yeah. And, and Rick Ross, really. Yeah. But uh, underground wise, yeah, a lot of a lot of people just think about Miami. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's no disrespect to Miami because they've been they've been killing shit yeah. out there. But it's like from, from my perspective, I'm from Palm Beach. I'm an hour like north from there. So I, I could only tell you, like, what's going on around there. You Which know realistically I mean? isn't that far, though. Yeah, no, it's not. But, like, the thing about Florida is that, like, Miami to Broward, completely different. Broward to Palm Beach, completely different. And we only, like, an hour or 30 minutes or so change, like, from each other. But everybody operates different. It's like if you, you could spot a person from Oakland when they come to L.A. You right, know what right. I mean? It's, it's like that. Right, you know what right. I mean? So, like, a lot of people just don't, like get along with each other or don't and is it one it's one of those states at least i got the impression when i was there where you could like just make a wrong turn and go from a super rich neighborhood to a very broke neighborhood yeah right? instantly like so so all these all these like uh cities and counties that are right next to each other could have totally different it's like it's like a bridge it's literally like a bridge man like you go to the right side of the bridge everybody's broke you go to the left side of the bridge everybody's rich yeah so that's the thing is like with florida being like that you would think it's kind of a melting pot where people where like scenes are kind of like talking talking to each other and, and melding back and forth, but you, you didn't... I, I really feel like with Florida, the reason what what, what made it so dominant yeah. is because, like, I think it's it, it's like the same formula from Atlanta, you know what I mean? Like, at first, what, what I heard from other people that were involved with that scene, that, like, at first, nobody was really fucking with each other. Right. It was just also shit where, like, a certain person from a certain area got popping, right. and then, like, all those other people just kind of just clicked up and joined up yeah. and that's kind of like how it was with for florida you know what i mean yeah. like people from miami were cl- clicking up with people from Broward, broward from, then people from broward clicking up from people from palm beach uh-huh. and then to orlando to tampa and then you know that's how everybody kind of got the melting pot but nobody like fully is like head on like all right man we're gonna do this for florida right. we're gonna put on like nobody thinks like that it's like who got the bigger dick contest right and i mean i, I would still say uh you don't hear a lot of people like super repping from Fl- like repping yeah, for Florida. No, like, not, it's not just really. like there are people that are popular from Florida, but yeah. I don't, you know, um, what was it like growing up there? What is Palm like? Or Palm, Palm Beach? Palm Beach. It's like it. You know, it's like any other place, bro. You got your good, your bad, your ugly. You know yeah. where to go to, where not to go to. It's just the thing about Palm Beach. What's so different from Miami and Broward, in my opinion, just by growing up there, yeah. is that like, you know. I could literally look at the I-95 bridge from my mom's house. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I step over that bridge, I literally see, like, fucking the, the... like the life you know what mm-hmm. i mean like rich people this this the whole nine yards and blase blase but it's like as soon as i go back over that bridge i see shit that it's like damn you know what i mean and it's like there's never like a such thing as like a, a really good neighborhood in palm beach because mm-hmm. it's like you'll have this neighborhood right here which is great 
are probably like two or three houses from their neighborhood, which is great. And then right behind it are like the Section Eight houses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And those so are it's probably- like it's like the suburbs in the hood, like infused in one. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's it's like it, that, it's like a melting pot of just like mid middle class and lower class, just like together and then it's like everybody in the in the section eight neighborhood is probably like in the service industry for the people that are in the fucking upper middle class yeah. neighborhood or something right yeah yeah um, it's mad like that over there what do your folks do my mom she's a she's a freaking um damn what does she do again she's a receptionist at like this old people place that like at a retirement home yeah that and my dad like a- my dad well actually my stepdad my stepdad works for comcast Oh nice! Yeah, he's 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 doing his own Cable shit. Cable dude. Yeah, he does his own shit. I heard you say stepdad. Where's where's real dad at? Uh, my real dad, he's alive. He cool. He chilling. Um, me and him really don't talk like that. Yeah, come clean. Like, but it's whatever. Like, he what, used to rap and shit. Are you Puerto Rican? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was your family originally from New York? Migrated yeah. to Florida. Yep. My uh, my mom was um, my mom's mom was born in Puerto Rico. Yeah. And then my mom lived in Puerto Rico for a couple of years and then moved to Florida. And my dad was born and raised in New York. And mm-hmm. then my mom and dad met in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. So I was born in the Bronx, lived there until I was like seven. Mm-hmm. My dad left my life when I was like six months. So I never knew who he was. Oh, you never knew him? Never knew who he was. I met him like when I was like eight. Yeah. I met him a couple more times and just me and just don't really rock with each other. Right. Yeah. Um, do you remember growing up in the Bronx at all? I mean, yeah, just like it was nothing like vivid. I didn't do any like crazy shit. Right, you know what I mean? Just a little kid. Yeah, I was just like, you know, like going to the handball courts, you know what I mean? Going to the basketball all hoops like all that shit schoolyard all that other shit right right um so when you moved to florida what's mom's call on that like she had her she already met her your stepdad and like, yeah her just... and my stepdad were already dating around yeah. that time yeah and then um like well not even dating they had been dating since i was like six months oh, so okay. he's like pretty much that's just like who you know as dad. yeah like that's like when i think about my dad it's like my stepdad i'm right. like all right yeah that's that's my dad right and um yeah she just wanted to she wanted to move from the Bronx to get a better life because she grew up in the Bronx and she knew what, what was already like happening over there right but you know what I mean like she didn't know exactly what Florida was and neither did my dad you know what I mean because he just had family that lived in Florida okay so we moved out there with them having intentions like oh I'm gonna take my son away from all that it's like now nah, I was still in, a, in the middle of yeah it. in the middle of it you know yeah. what I mean so I that's why I don't know. So, it, it's like it's like a good kid, mad city type of thing. Right, Come clean, right, like right. just more involved in the bad a little bit than the good. Okay, so did you have a lot of family down in Florida when you got there? Yeah, both J- sides. From my stepdad's Dad's side, side, my mom's side didn't start moving down till like I think like two or three years after she had been living in Florida. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Grow, so did you grow up with like a lot of? I, I'm curious about growing up as like a, a Puerto Rican. I don't know a yeah. lot of Puerto Ricans. Oh no, no, it's it's weird, man. Yeah. Like it, it's like like it's really um. Because we, we got Mexicans out not, here and not shit. Dysfun- not, it's not dysfunctional. Yeah. It's just really like Puerto Ricans over-exaggerate about a lot of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's very just in your face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like they'll tell you the rudest shit ever, and you can't take that to heart. You uh-huh. know what I mean? It's uh-huh. like you got, like, no choice but to, like, accept that as, like, a loving type of thing. Right. So it's, like, very forward and opinionated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But it's always out of love, and I think that's what... A lot of people don't really understand about Puerto Ricans is that like a lot of the fucked up shit that they say or in a fucked up tone that they say is really just all out of like, bro, I'm just trying to make sure that you're straight. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Type yeah, of exactly. Shit. Like, yeah. I'm going to let you know what the fuck is going on like right then and there. Right. Totally. Um, it, it, were you in a Puerto Rican neighborhood in Florida? Nah, I was I always grew up like 
around just straight like black kids come claim black yeah. kids a couple white kids yeah i never really hung out with straight spanish kids like at all right did you grow up speaking spanish no i didn't no my mom never spoke spanish around me like she did she she knows how to speak spanish like fluent like R- fluently but right. she never like told me or taught me or any of that shit come right. clean my, my my homeboy gabe he's spanish and that's probably like the only spanish person that i ever kick it with other than uh, my other homeboy danny towers those are like right. the only two spanish people that I, I actually kick it with so the school that you end up going to uh as a kid in florida mm-hmm. is it pretty diverse or is it's mainly black kids well or i mean like white south florida or, in yeah. general is mainly populated by haitians oh it's haitians okay. yeah like yeah. the way how y'all got mexicans out here we yeah. got haitians out there right so like, it's like kodak you, black yeah man you could that like we grow up around people like Kodak Black every day. Those are like right. best friends of us, right, man. Right. Um, so what's that? What's the the move like for you? Is it a bit of a culture shock at all as a kid? I mean, not really because like in well, not really because in in New York, everything looked kind of more weird to me than it did in Florida. In Florida, a lot a lot of things like make more sense because like in Florida, not saying that New York isn't on like survival of the fittest, but in New York, like you know what I mean, like. You could kind of, I don't know, man. It's like, it's really hard to explain because in Florida, you really, you just really get the hang of things quick as opposed to just living in New York. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You got to kind of like dibble and dabble around the city to get like the feel of everything. But it's like, as soon as you step outside and you look a person dead in their shit, you already know what it is in Florida. Like, they're not trying to be on that shit. Nobody's trying to play around like none of that. And there's really just probably not as much to do in Florida no, as there's there is not. in New York. There's really not. Yeah. So it's like niggas can't be entertained by just, you know, going down the street and just hanging out with your friends on the block. Like, you got to really, like, get into some either, like, some dumbass shit or right. have your day already planned. Right. And so growing up in Palm Beach, like, are you right by the beach? No. No. <laughs> how, how how far is the beach from? Like, the, the beach is, like, closest beach to me is, like, the Jupiter Beach. And, like, that shit is, like going even way more north so that's what i wonder like uh, there's a lot of people that grow up in los angeles that never see the actual ocean until they're in their 20s or something maybe Damn, if you grow up in, if you grow up in the, the wrong neighborhood or, or you know whatever neighborhood that might be yeah. where it's like public transportation ain't really fucking dropping you off at the beach unless you're really trying to make that trek so is it something like that in florida where like there are people like that or is it just like nah florida's beach culture no nah, no nah, florida's yeah. definitely definitely beach culture yeah. like definitely niggas be going to the beach like all the time yeah word okay definitely um and so just a second ago off mic you're telling me that you grew up listening to Krayshawn and Tyler and yeah. Earl and that that big like odd that, uh, that big shift in momentum in music in uh, around 2010 2011 yeah and now you know putting that with your age that means you were probably like what 11 12 13 at that I time I was like yeah like 13 14 yeah. years old okay and so is, at that point did you already know like this is what I want to do yeah, definitely. Because like I was honestly, man, like Earl had a a a, a big part in my career, man. Because I saw how young he was. He was like what, like sixteen at the time, right? Yeah, when you made that Earl. Yeah, man. Like he was like sixteen, and I was like thirteen, fourteen. I was like, bro, this kid's only like two years older than me. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't I do this? I'm younger than him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I could do exactly like what he's not exactly what he's doing, but it's like if people can like like respect him for his talent the way how they're respecting him, yeah. like. Why can't I do that? You know what I mean? And that just motivated me and just, like, just kept making me want to just go get it. You Had know what I mean? Had you been writing songs or poetry or anything like that yeah, beforehand? Yeah, I, I wrote my first song when I was, like, seven. Oh, really? Yeah, because um, when, before I met my biological father that I could actually, like, remember, um, I used to talk to him on the phone all the time. 
And he would always call my mom and he would talk to me, whatever, whatever. And then I remember I was mad as fuck one day because whenever we would talk, we wouldn't have nothing to talk about. Right. And he would and like he would just be like, oh, how's your day? Whatever, whatever. So I'm complaining to my mom about it. And she's just like, oh, well, you know, your dad likes music. He's mm, a rapper. Mm. Why don't you rap? Mm. Wrote my first 16. My mom, sure. my mom was like trying to teach me like what she remembered from my dad, like how to count bars and everything like that. So oh, well, it was supposedly my first 16. And then I called my dad and I just like spit it to him. He whatever, was like, that's whatever. an 82 bar verse. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he was like, oh, that's what's up, whatever, whatever. So then it turned in from like trying to get a fuck nigga's attention yeah. to like, all right, whatever, bro. Like, this is what I actually want to do in my life. Like, I actually grew a passion for it. Cause then I saw the Mo Money, Mo Problems music video by Mace and fucking Puff Daddy. And I was like, that's what I want to do in my life. Yeah, I still do the wristwatch dance every time I'm at the club. That's the only dance that I know is from the Mo Money More Problems video. <laughs> throw, your rollies in, throw your rollies in the sky, William Satisfy. Literally. Um, that's funny. Uh, d- when you did meet your dad, do you look like him? Yeah, I look a lot like him. Is that a trip or what? Yeah, kind of yeah. is. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Talking to people that like have estranged fathers, and then when they meet them and they see themselves, it's in like, them, like it's it's weird. It's man. Like a bittersweet thing or something. Nah, it is, but it's just like it, when I look at him, I'm like, yo, we're so much alike. But then like I see the certain decisions that me and him make in life, and I'm like, that's where we differ. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did he ever pop off with rap at all? No, uh, I think he did it like a lot of a lot of like good local shit. You know mm. what I mean? Like not to discredit him or anything like that. But mm. my my dad can actually spit. That's tight. Like he can spit. He knows like he's the only person that I've g shit seen spit a complete freestyle sixteen that sounds like a written. Really? Like you you like you know when people freestyle and you could like literally tell like all right that person's freestyling. Yeah. Like my dad is just so wicked with it like off the bat. That's crazy. Like I want to see him do like some five fingers of death type shit. Oh shit. That's tight. Um, so how long is it before you start being able to record your stuff then? 14. I remember it exactly because I had just heard the Earl tape for the first time. Um, Tyler was announcing fucking like Goblin was coming out like really soon. So I was just like listening to anything lyrical. I found out about OF and then around the same time around OF, I found out about Doom. So I'm listening to all these tapes and I'm like, bro, like I want to fucking rap. Like I know I can rap, but I want to like record. And my mom used to always promise me like, oh, I'm going to take you to the studio for your birthday. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Da, 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 da. And I was like, man, fuck that shit, bro. Like, get me a mic. Like, you talking about the studio. You ain't got studio money. Like, I know you don't. You know right. what I mean? So, like, let's just let's get a mic. And she was just like, all right, you want a mic? We'll get a mic. She got me, like, a little, like, fucking, like, USB mic. Yeah. So I plugged it into her laptop, got Mixcraft 5, put the little USB mic that was, like, it looked like a little, like, Guitar Hero microphone type shit. Like, connected it to the fucking um, shoebox put like 30 socks over that bitch yeah for the pop guard got it cracking nice that's fantastic that's the democratization of art in action you know what i'm saying yep. it's like becomes easy to just make stuff at home now that can pop off hell yeah um that's interesting you brought up doom is that a doom tattoo on your neck that yeah. I saw? that's tight how long wait, you wait is that? it on this oh, side or this side the other side yeah yeah how long you had that i've had this for like a year now that's funny i saw it right when you walked in and i was like is that an mf doom tattoo yeah um, a lot of people get like blindsided off of me like when they see shit like that and then they listen to my music because they're just like 
I, I, didn't, I never thought you would be influenced by MF Doom. No, nah, I could see it. Because here's the thing about a lot of um, the the new underground. Because here's the thing that you got to understand about me. I'm 35 years old. Oh, okay. So I'm a generation older than you. But I've been involved in underground rap for 15, 16 years. You right. know what I mean? Uh, in various different forms. And so I've seen tons of underground rap come and go. And the funny thing about this new generation of, of rap fans, underground rap fans, is like they think like... I, I almost feel like it's like Zion in the Matrix where they think this is like the first generation of fucking underground rappers. They don't realize that there's like been underground rap for fucking 25 yeah, no, of years. Course. You and me? you know why is that though? Because of the simple fact you don't have people like, you don't have people giving respect to the culture in any form of way or giving respect to legends. It's like, it's like for instance, it's like what, what a prime example, what I hate, rappers that come into like the rap industry and it'd be like, I'm not a rapper. Right. Why are you making rap music then? That's so stupid. I, I know. It makes no sense. I, I remember like, uh, you're probably too young for this, but John Brown on the White Rap Show, he'd be like, I'm not a rapper. I'm an entity. <laughs> and I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah, pe- I always um, I always thought it was funny when white dudes would come in, would start rapping and be like, yeah, I'm not really a rapper, you know? And I'd be like, oh, so you're just like not only cultural appropriating, but now you're also claiming that you're not even part of that <laughs> culture at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you rap. It just is say you're a rapper um but what i was gonna say is i could tell in listening to your music that it is uh, a little um a little more grounded in in tradition i guess uh, whatever tradition may be but i could hear that you listen to that kind of shit yeah because you're not i think a lot of um new underground kids are are influenced heavily by memphis rap and they're influenced heavily by um perhaps bone like that kind of style of like chopping like heavy chops and triplets and um kind of machine gun flow and i yours is a little more it sounds a little more east coast sounds a little more barred out you know what i mean yeah uh or or maybe just a a slower you know yeah i mean because with me personally man like i'm not no backpack rapper i'm not a like full i like i love as much as i love bars i'm not gonna recommend them to somebody to do you feel me right I just grew up on that because, like, when I got into rapping, my stepdad had a big-ass fucking Timberland case of every album from 91 all the way to 99. Wow. And he made me listen to all of them. What was he listening to? Like, fucking uh, Ready to Die, The Chronic, fucking, um, whatchamacallit, All Eyes on Me. The list goes on and on. Like, the first fucking Master P album, Mr. Ice Cream Man, Mm -hmm. I was listening to all of it. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, I would just absorb it in like a sponge. And just, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a rapper at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like, if a lot of niggas don't want to admit that shit or don't want to be more than that shit, like, of course I want to be more than that shit in the long run. But right now, like, right here, as you speaking, I'm a rapper. Mm -hmm. So why am I going to sit here and act like something I'm not? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not no fucking... I tell everybody this all the time. I'm not no gimmick. I'm not this. I'm not that. Like, I am a rapper. So, yeah, I'm going to rap. You know what I mean? Like... I'm t- like I, I don't want I don't want this whole shit of like people not respecting the culture not respecting legends to like continue you know what I mean because it's like yeah the, a lot of people would sit here and be like oh well why do I have to respect them or why do I have to do this why do I have to do that because it's like bro if they ain't do what the fuck they did you wouldn't even have the idea to do anything that you're doing bro mm-hmm. or the person that you're influenced by 
would not have the idea to even influence you right now. Right. Well, that's an interesting topic of conversation that you're bringing up, and I'll, I'll, let's run with that for a minute. Because yeah, my bad. It's just no, I'm really, no, no, I'm no, really no. just stuck on no, that no, no, right no. now. I love it. I love it because I, that's like kind of all that's like circulating on the internet right now. Is yeah. like everyone on every social media platform is kind of like arguing about whether young rappers should know the the roots and the history of, of hip hop culture and rap music, or whether it doesn't matter. I'll be honest. I, I'm an older dude than you, and I. I I kind of think that it doesn't matter that much. Yeah. I do think I dude, I think it's like super fucking respectful and dope yeah. that you are taking the time to learn the history. Do I think it's a requirement for for any rapper? I don't think it's a requirement. Uh, it's definitely it, it's, it's I, never I a requirement. It, yeah, I think it's like uh I think that you can make I think that you can definitely make valid art that's valuable without knowing anything about your influences. And sometimes the people that don't know the influences are able to go farther outside of oh, the box because yeah. they don't even understand what the box is. Definitely. You know? My only problem with that is that if that's the case, right. then why is it that you're like you're involved in this, you know what I mean? Because like it's like if 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 you have bigger and better plans cuz Tyler's a perfect example. Tyler's not a rapper. You know what I mean? He's like a personality. Like, you know what I mean? And if that's what you are, then why don't you evolve into that? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Why would you not, or why wouldn't you think of a better platform other than rap to do that at a higher scale? You know what I mean? Right. It's like a fucking recycle shit that these kids are trying to do with music. And they're trying to think that, oh, well, the more that I disrespect the old niggas or the more that I just show people that I don't give a fuck is the more that this shit is going to, like, pop off. It's like, bro, you can show that you don't give a fuck, but what the fuck? Like, I, I, I'd respect the nigga more if they show that they don't give a fuck and have a message behind that as to why they don't give a fuck. Right. Some shit that actually makes sense though. Like Vince Staples does a good job doing Vin, that. You know, Vince Staples yeah. is perfect at yeah. that, man. Vince does a good job of going like, of putting it to context of like, look man, when I was fucking 11, Nelly was popping. That's what I love. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I love Nelly or I love uh, yeah. Bow Wow because that's what I grew up with. Exactly. I, I Same thing with me for Tupac. like Eminem. You yeah, feel me? Like exactly. I grew up on Slim. Like, right. And Wayne and all of them, you know what right. I mean? And so I can understand the frustration of seeing, like, there's a video going viral now of, of Lil Boat being like, or on his tour bus going like, fucking Drake's better than such and such. And it's like, it's clearly like, um, nah, meant yeah, to be you, 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 hi hyperbole, I think. You know what it is about yeah. Yachty though, too, bro? Like, a lot of people, a lot of people can't get mad at Yachty because it's like, man, like, Yachty's just based, man. Right. Like, I'm not even trying to box him in because he can never be boxed in because he's so much of a creative man right, and he right. can do his own shit. But, like, his personality, man, like, that's just a based-ass nigga, man. Right. Like, and based people don't give a fuck about anything. So it's like, I think the reason why people are taking it so so serious because it's like, man, like, the shit that Yachty is saying, like, is like the wild shit is equivalent to the shit that Lil B used to say back in the day, man. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, wild-ass shit. Right. So I feel like people shouldn't just they shouldn't take it as serious. I find it so hilarious how frustrated people my age get at sentences like that because yeah. I'll be honest. I think the case could be made that Drake is comparable to Biggie. That was, like, that was Drake has had a much longer career than Biggie. Of course. When you contextualize it, because Biggie only had a fucking four-year career. Exactly. Un unfortunately, you and know, God like, bless the dead. He had like, what, like only like two mainstream albums? He only, only had released? two records. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, One was course. a double yeah, album, but that's, that's what I'm saying is like Drake Drake has a much longer career. That makes, it, yeah, that, that well, you, you just proved a valid point. So that. to not even like give that idea uh, any credibility whatsoever just because of the, the, the messenger, I think. Mm -hmm. is kind of like uh, short-sighted in rap's history anyway. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, another thing that kind of bugs me about uh, about that whole argument is just like, like I said, I've been involved in this shit for so fucking yeah, long. Yeah, definitely. And I've had my phases where I was like, 
it's all about the culture, like the four elements. I da, think da, 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 da. I went through that phase too. When, yeah. Like when I first started rapping, I was all about like, yo, it's just boom bap. Right. Like that's it. That's right. music. Right. Like, I used to be like that, but now like. I'm way more open minded right, this shit, right, man. Totally. And I realized like like when I would be with all my niggas bumping Gucci, like I'd be the only one bumping Biggie. You know what I mean? And they'd all look at me like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Well, so it's similarly while I was in high school, uh what was what was really popping was um like you said, Masterpiece first tape, and, and then Cash Money came right afterwards, and so you had Lil Wayne and the Hot Boys and uh, Juvie and all them. Mm-hmm. And I was going like, nah, what, you know, fucking East Coast music, fucking Wu <laughs> Tang all day. And then it was like, oh, hieroglyphics. I don't fuck with, I don't fuck with um, all, all this like mainstream rap. And now I look back and I go, oh man, I missed out on like this whole fucking generation yeah. of dope music that I'm having to go back and realize yeah. that I made the mistake of missing out on because I was so stuck with my own head up my own ass, like not respecting uh, another valid form of... And you know what's so funny, man? I thank my dad a lot for that because, like, had he not given me that shit full of albums, man, I probably would not be as open-minded to a lot of, like, quote-unquote rap music as I am right now because, like, after I went through my Biggie phase, like... I started picking up like straight on West Coast music. After West Coast, started moving in Mid East. After Mid East, went to shit like down south, the Texas. I used to bump a shitload of DJ Screw, Bone Thugs, and Harmony, Triple Six Mafia. Like the list goes on and on. Now, now I listen to a lot of like current shit. Just cause I just like I just like listening just to see how people make music nowadays. Yeah. It's not even a sense of like being inspired by shit. Mm-hmm. I just like to see like how people use formulas to make music. Mm-hmm. Clean. Um yeah, I, I I think people have such an unhealthy outlook on defining what rap should be sometimes. Yeah. And so many times it's yeah. people who aren't even participating. Exactly. That it, 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 it just, it makes me want to like leave the conversation most of the yeah, time. Yeah, that's but, why like whenever I see people arguing about rap music in today's like current generation, I'm like, the, the whole argument from start to finish is going to be invalid because it's a double-edged sword. Right. You know what I mean? You could agree to disagree at the yeah. end of the day. So it's like what we really argue about you know what i mean mm-hmm. i just feel like from a personal standpoint that is like bro if, if you're trying to put out the image that you're not a rapper don't rap to begin with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah oh i agree with that fully i, I liked your perspective earlier when you're just kind of like it's not a requirement but it's the choice that i'm making to like yeah be because it's like stuff. look like i don't want to sit down and like fucking make some shit or like i don't want to like i'm gonna put it i'm gonna put it like this I want to be able to be in a room with the youngest kid and relate to that nigga. And then I want to be able to be in the room with the oldest person and let them know, like, you can't fuck with me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I know exactly what you know, if not a little bit more. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's why I always chose to just know what I know. Because, like, all the time, bro, all the time, whenever I'll play some old shit, I always get a, like... Mm-hmm. What the fuck do you know about that? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I know a lot. Yeah, a lot actually. Yeah, that's. I think that's. I think it's very commendable to be as young as you are and going back and doing the history. And I think you're lucky to have parents that that put you in that direction. Yeah, because, definitely. You know that that's not that different from how my dad was with me. It's just more like he was putting me onto old rock as I was like listening to rap. He, my dad actually that would have been way more sweet if my dad did that. Come claim, man. Well, peep this. This is how cool my dad was in hindsight. He used to go to the library. Um, 
and he would um, check out, you could check out tapes and CDs from the library. So he would check out CDs of all the new rap releases that would come out. And then he would dub them on a tape for me and give them to me. But at that same time, he owned all the the rock tapes already. So he's he's putting me on to to different genres. That's what my dad used to do with the fucking, like, you know, um, when uh, DJ Clue was on like Hot 97 back in the days? Every fucking DJ Clue mix or whenever he would like just drop some like new fabulous shit, my dad had all of those tapes. Nice. All of those tapes. That's dope. Yeah, I mean, it's cool when fo- when parents do that for you, and I put a lot of credit into my dad for, like, getting me into music Hell that yeah. way. And, um, you know, that that's the whole... That's the thing that, like, I think... Uh, you know, I'm part of that first generation that grew up from Jump, like, with rap music just being there already when we yeah, were definitely. born, you know what I'm saying? And now people that are my age, they're so unwilling to realize that, like, similar to how there's classic rock, you know what I mean? Like, Led Zeppelin, it, 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 rock rock people are going to look at Led Zeppelin the same way that we look at Run DMC. It's like, yeah, that shit's legendary, but that's not like, well, maybe I'm not listening to that right yeah, now definitely. because that's from definitely. But you know, but you know, ago. but you know what's so funny yeah. about different genres as opposed to rap music? You like people will, in, in that in that committee will look at Led Zeppelin as like a legend. Leave right. it at that. You know what right. I mean? And just leave that respect right then and there. But not everybody needs to sound like Led Zeppelin. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but with with rap it's like oh that's a legend i don't give a fuck fuck that legend that's true you know what i mean well, and it's just there's there's no respect in rap music that like, is, at all that is true that like uh for example like a rolling stones concert is still gonna get fucking sixty thousand people to show up and a, a wu-tang reunion is not gonna get that this day and age you know yeah, what i'm saying definitely but, uh but the other crazy thing about that is like you said they'll, they'll look at it and say oh that's a that's a legendary band that's them but you don't hear rock and roll people going like um, Fuck kiss. This is bullshit. Yeah. This, this, you know, this new rock and roll song. It doesn't sound anything like the Beatles, and it should. But like a lot of hip hop purists are like, "What the fuck is this auto tune bullshit? These people need to sound more like this." Yeah. You know, where are where is my yeah. the drum patterns that I'm used to? Like, what's all this yeah, trap man. music? But it's yeah. like, yo, that's just the evolution of the music, and, and that's just it, where and it's going. And then it's and then it makes it like even sad for like. Well, I mean, this is like besides the yeah, fact, but right. I was just thinking about it's like it makes it sad. sad like, it makes it sad for underground music because like you got a shitload of people that are so influenced by bones and all of them yeah. and just literally took their fucking sound that they think that that's their shit now you right. know what I mean oh, yeah, and I yeah. hate that shit because it's like if it wasn't for people like bones and everybody else man like a lot of quote unquote SoundCloud rappers would not be in the position that yeah I agree right I think there are some that's the that's the wild thing about the underground right now is that it's so um it's so of the moment that you can be a band that blows up a year, or you can be a group that blows up the year before and then influence a whole generation of people that are going to be almost as popular as you are the next fucking year yeah. with no with no qualms about sounding nothing, very similar to nothing, you. Nothing, you know what I mean? And, and that being said, there are a few like standouts that that um, may have started with with those kind of influences that have gone on to create their own sound and become Definitely. and have their own voice. But I noticed that same thing where I'm like, yeah. oh, this is like a fucking derivative of a derivative. It's crazy. It's it's. It's it's really wild. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Was, was Raider Clan a thing for you? Like, were you big into Raider Clan? I was heavy into Raider Clan, yeah. man. Like, I don't give a listen. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. You know what I mean? Like, everybody got their opinion about Space Ghost Perp. I'm not saying everybody should be his friend or do this or do whatever. You have your feelings about Perp. That's whatever. But he set a fucking standard and a milestone for the whole like scene in Florida. Like Perp made that shit. You know what I mean? Perp made the sound for it. Perp made the image for it. Everybody still 
like in some sort of way is still influenced by Raider Clan. Right. In well, some sort of way. And I, like I would some say it's sort. already gotten to a point where some of the kids that are influenced by it don't even realize it because yeah. they don't even know that immediate history. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Of course, because they look at all the other people doing it and they're thinking like, oh, well, they did it. Like, nah, man, like everybody, everybody in the underground that you see that is probably relevant right now yeah. other than like, you know, a couple other artists, they already know what's up. Like, they know that they jocked shit from Raider Clan. Right. You feel me? Like, everybody jocked shit from Raider Clan at one point because those were the only niggas in the underground actually doing something. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And Perp's just a legend. Regardless if he's, like, the way how he goes out or whatever people can say about him, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't even be talking about the Florida movement right now. Right, totally. Um, around that time that you start getting into rap, what are you doing in your kind of... Um, normal day-to-day life. You said you were getting into some trouble already, I would imagine. Yeah, I was just doing dumb shit, man. Like, um, Was it like kid dumb shit or crime dumb shit? It was like kid dumb shit, and then as I got older, it was like crime dumb shit, man. I was just blessed to say that you know my record clean. Right. <laughs> you feel me? Like, right. I ain't get caught slipping. Mm-hmm. I'm blessed to say that, but um, fucking, um, yeah, dog, like, it was just a lot of dumbass shit, and then doing drugs, selling drugs, and then getting addicted to drugs didn't, like, help it at all either, and I, it just stirred in some more fuck shit. I don't really know much about that story. Do you want to delve into it? Uh, or yeah, yeah, I mean, basically, like, I just, um, I got addicted to Zans at one point. I was, like, 16, 17 years old. I got addicted to Zans, and then I cut, like, because I used to sell them like crazy, mm-hmm. and then I cut cold turkey from them. Is it just started? Is that so? I mean, I've talked about this. You you know, Adam from Ham. Yeah, that's one of my best friends, and so we we talk about this on his radio show sometimes about how this is a big difference in generations of hip hop music. Where our underground scene, it was blunts and beers. Yeah, man, I I wish it was still like that. The new underground scene is opiates and Zans and all that shit. I wish it was still like that, man. Because that shit that shit sucks, bro. So (laughs) is is it a thing where? Like, are just normal kids in high school just, like, Zan the fuck out? Or yeah, what? man. Yeah. So yeah. Not, e- not even, like, necessarily rap kids. It's just, like, all kids. Bro, it's everybody, man. Like, honestly, I feel like what really, like, influenced that a lot is, like, that EDM shit. Really? <laughs> on some dead ass, yeah. like, on some G shit, bro. Yeah, like, Because yeah. it kind of normalized popping pills in general. Yeah. And then, like, people was looking at it like, all right, well, if these, like, motherfuckers are straight, I'll be all right. Like, right, right. You know what I mean? And then... It just became cool to just do drugs, you know what I mean? Is Instead that, of selling drugs. Is that the thing? Is that the thing to sell now? Like kids sell fucking pills and not weed? Is it like um, cooler to be a fucking pill sale, salesman? I, I don't know. I you think know I, mean? I, I would think people look at it, look at that more from like a financial standpoint. Uh, come clean, a, but it's a higher profit margin. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would guess. Yeah, you know, what without I mean? dry snitching. I yeah, guess. I would guess. Yeah. Um. So you start just like what middlemaning or slanging just to like use? Yeah, it was like middlemaning yeah. at first. Then yeah. I started doing my own shit, and then. I fucked up rule number one, which was getting high on your own supply. Mm-hmm. Fucking failed. Uh, how long is it until you realized that, like, it was an issue? Um, I Honestly, man, it was an issue all the way until, like, I actually started taking my career serious, like, a year ago. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I mean, I wasn't doing Zans, but just being addicted to drugs, like, point blank, period. It, it Like, a year ago, there's, like, it's only been, like, a good year that I've been, like, cold turkey, like, not fucking with drugs. Really? Yeah. How many bars a day are you taking when, it, when it's... I used to take, like, five, six. In a day? <laughs> yeah. Man, that's crazy. But, but I'm not trying to say that to, like, inspire kids. No, it was no, just, I, I personally just had a problem, man. Right. Like, I was going through, like, a really rough time in my life, and I didn't have any type of, like 
male guidance because like my, my stepdad was like a great father but there was just certain aspects that he just fucked up a lot in mm-hmm. him and my mom weren't together my like you know what i mean it's hard for like a woman to like actually like raise a man type mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. so like i just felt like i didn't really have nobody you know what i mean like other than myself and i just fell into a black hole were you kind of a latchkey kid at that time as she's working you're coming home alone yeah yeah and so were people coming over to the house and partaking with you or just kind of by nah, yourself man, i was just out? i was just literally just by myself it was just me and my dog and we just we were just like you know what i mean because like my parents never gave me money you know what i mean because i would do a lot of dumb shit with the money that they would give me so they would just be like all right you want some shit you gonna have to make it you gonna have to make it yourself i'd be like all right if i gotta make it myself i'm gonna do whatever to make it done mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I mean just for for folks listening for some perspective I, i've told this story before um where like i've i've only done zans one time oh, and shit. it was like i was watching the door to show the security guard uh confiscated some some bars off off of somebody and was like what are these and i'm like oh shit that's xanax and she's like could i sell these i'm like yeah you could fucking make good money off that i'm like but let me get one and so, <laughs> so i got one and i was like all right cool you know like it's a here it is this anti-anxiety drug i'm like oh i'll try this i have anxiety like uh i've always i've wanted to try it since i was like a young kid but i like right. got out, i got out of drugs pretty early and uh and i took it on a fucking Sunday night, I think, just to like chill. I was like, oh, I'm gonna pop this and just watch my TV shows and kick it. Dog, mm-hmm. I took it at seven o'clock. By nine o'clock, I was asleep until yeah, fucking dude. nine o'clock. The I next used day. to, I used to be in fucking class, bro, off like three bars already. I can't like, even believe you keep your eyes open. Like on, no, I'd be sleeping, of course. Like, yeah. look, no, this is the thing about Zans. You know what I mean? There's people that can either stay up throughout the whole shit and be a zombie, or it's like you fall asleep. And you wake up still fucked up. Well, because that's what happened is that I only took one. I fucking fell asleep for f- literally 12 hours. Woke up the next day. Thankfully, I didn't have nothing to do. And I was on my couch like a fucking zombie the whole day. Like just Literally, I would, I would wake up like that from a nap, pop another bar. That's Go to sleep in class, do it again, pop another bar. Get out of school. There, I remember there was this one time, bro, I'll never forget. And this is like, I think that was the day that I realized. I was like, bro, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I was going to school. I had like four bars on me. And I popped like two of them, and I guess I sat in the front of my house because my dad had already left the work. You feel me? Uh. Whatever, whatever. My dad didn't get off of work till like seven o'clock. I'm literally off two bars, sitting in the front of my house like this with my with my clothes on and everything, book bag on like this, and I'm just staring at the ground. And you just didn't even move. I literally, I, I shit you not, my nigga. I stared at the ground for a solid like four to five hours yeah and then like i just was like what whoa what am i like i'm like i haven't even went to school right now what am i doing well so now (laughs) now that you're like clear-headed and look back on that with hindsight like what do you think it was that was appealing about that because that's what i wonder with you i mean i think it it doesn't seem like a fun at the time i was really depressed yeah so i think really at the time that what it was really just helping with was depression yeah and i was like really i didn't know what i wanted to do with my life Mm-hmm. Like I was really contemplating a lot of shit in my life, and mm-hmm. that was just like a, a, a an escape. I was I just did some pussy shit. You feel me? Like I did the pussiest shit to do drugs. Point blank. I like that you put it that way because you know I, I just I've recently been like kind of just I, I've eliminated it, eliminated everything. Like I haven't drank mm-hmm. in about four or five months, uh, and uh, and I haven't. I mean, I quit smoking weed when I was like twenty four or something. Right. So like I've been pr- I'm pretty sober right that's now. That's crazy, man. Yeah, I think that you being in California was still smoking. Uh, weed. You, well, that's the thing is that I went through my phase where it was like everybody has their like oh I was such a pothead story. Yeah, but like <laughs> I was a pothead, and then I was just like you know what this isn't working for me, and and then I found that it was like I was better off clear minded. Yeah, and now 
now that I've cut out alcohol too, like I've been really, it's really been helping me just like stay concentrated. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't really drink as much either. Completely. Yeah. Um, but what I was gonna say is, um, I mean, I've been trying to get rid of other vices too, like right. not be a fucking scumbag with bitches. You know what I mean? Like I've been trying to, <laughs> I, you know, I, I've gotten, I've, I've been booed up recently, and so I'm like trying to like not that. go back to my instincts of just being a dickwad that like comes home and is fucked up and texts every girl in his fucking phone. No, to get some I definitely pussy. Th- that that's exactly what I, I'm. I was literally just going through that like. Yeah. With my girl, because I've been dating my girl for, like, four years, man. Really? And, yeah, man, like, she's been with me for, like, the beginning of this shit. And, like, I used to just do a lot of dumbass shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now, like, now that, like, I've eliminated that type of part from my life, right. it's just, like, it's way easier with me and her now. Well, so w- w- the way you worded it is, like, it's some pussy shit. It's some escapist shit. Like, yeah. what I've come to kind of learn, and I'm learning it much later than you learned, obviously, is that, like, sometimes the the cooler decision to make is the harder decision, which is to say no, because, like... It's very easy for a dude like me or probably like you to go out and just get some pussy. But oh, like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, that's that's the easy choice. It's yeah, just like say yes. Like, yeah, sure, let's do that. But when you care about something or someone, it's like harder to say no, but it's the better choice. And it's it's like not the pussy route. You yeah, feel me? Like, no, I, it's gotten to a point now, man. Like, I'll, I'll look at a girl, you know what I mean? Like, like for instance, the whole, the, like, they'll, after, like, after some of the shows on tour, there will be like, you know, a, a female or some sort that'll like, Look at me or give me that vibe. It's like I want you. You yeah, know what I mean. A rapper, you and can it's tell. Re- and it's really just on some shit where like I used to be able to like entertain that shit. You know what I mean. Yeah. Like years and years ago or like a year or two ago. Now it's like on some shit where like I'll just be like I just look at them with like not even disgust but just like with boredom. Like what do you like? What are we really doing right. here? Like. You, you, you're, you, after you live a certain amount of enough life, like that kind of stuff just seems like I feel like why? I got yeah I feel like I got that phase out of my life like over with because like man like I don't know what it is about me but I just feel like I got like an old soul yeah like I'm just an old ass man at heart complain. well that's good man I think that's uh there's there's a certain level of maturity that I get just talking from you that and I think that's a solid trait as a young thank as you, you man, are. I appreciate yeah, it most definitely um d- do you read a lot. No. You don't read? No, nah, uh, my grandmother, she was uh, a teacher for like 20 years, I believe. Yeah. And um, she used to teach me a lot of shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was already doing like a shitload of schoolwork before I even like went into pre-K type shit. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I was never like one of these smartest kids, da 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 But like, I knew a little bit more than I should have. Right. And um, But I would never display that in school because I just never gave a fuck about school. Really? I just didn't think that a fucking test or whatever whatever could like determine on what i do with my life you feel right, me so right. i would purposely just like do bad in school which i advise nobody to do right but that was just my outlook on it but that's the thing is it does kind of seem like uh i mean i and i say this all the time to people on the show but it's because to be a fucking successful musician i think you do have to be pretty smart but you seem like a real smart motherfucker thank you <laughs> and, and, and it seems as though you probably like i would imagine that teachers are probably telling your mom like oh i think he's bored or something like maybe they would tell me not. yeah they would be like oh i think he's bored or like oh i think he's getting lack of sleep and it's like no nah, it's not that i was just up to like fucking six in the morning recording some shit and now i gotta fucking come to school i gotta sit here for seven hours were you always up on the internet too? always and so i mean like that's probably where you're getting a lot of your education from in your formative years then like were you on forums and shit like that or no i was really just i was an active like not even like an active youtuber man because i would only just like watch shit that i thought was interesting i would only like I, i don't really know what to tell you what i really learned my shit from i learned a lot from like hanging out with people mm-hmm. like certain people in my life you know what i mean like if i don't if i don't feel like you're teaching me anything 
or or any of that. If I'm not learning any type of knowledge from you, I will not surround myself around you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. I like to absorb everything like a sponge. I don't like reading shit. I'd rather have a person just, like, talk to me and we just, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I guess that's where you could say I learned my... Uh, 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 I guess you could say I have like a head on my shoulders. From my mom's really smart. My dad's really fucking smart. Mm. My dad's really fucking smart. Come clean. Mm-hmm. Um, you getting fights? Yeah, I used to. I, I can see through your de- like by your demeanor, you seem like you just get in fights. Cause I feel like uh, I I used to talk like how you talk, where it's like when you get passionate about something, you almost look mad about it, even though you're not mad. Yeah, at all. a lot like, of people like, say hey. that shit. You're like, nah, let me tell you, and I'm and it's like uh, like I get that. So uh, like, uh, but I could also see that leading to yeah. people like misinterpreting it and just all the, bro, it's literally it's all the time. Yeah, it's yeah. literally all, the, and I try to work on that shit so much, man. Cause like. Normal people don't talk like that. You know That's what I mean? That's just that boiling blood Puerto Rican shit, though, probably. Like, no, not you know? every, not, honestly, I can't even use that as an excuse because, like, my girl's Puerto Rican yeah. and she be talking to me calm, like, all the time. Uh, see, my, my uh, mom's side of the family is Italian and oh, really? everybody talks like that, too, like, very, like, animated. My and, grandma's like, just like that, too. Yeah, you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm just like, oh, yes. Yeah, so my whole family were, like, voice raisers. You know no, what I mean? I definitely, like, I definitely feel you on that. Yeah. 100%. Uh, yeah, what, what was your first fight like? Did you win? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was yeah yeah it was because like I was in the I was in the third grade, and it was with some kid I com- I completely forgot what it was, but like we just fought, <laughs> and I just remember just blacking out and just boom boom boom. The last fight I actually got into was the um, it was in high school too. This kid he sold me a weed brownie, and uh, the shit like no weed in it. Yeah, bro, one of my little boof ass shits, bro. I was like, dog, what the fuck is this? Like, I honestly, I was stupid as fuck. Like, I should have realized I was getting finesse when, like, Jit was telling me he was going to give it to me for, like, five bucks. Yeah. So, like, I go straight, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a man. I ain't finna sit here and, like, do no bitch shit. You know what I mean? So I went up to his face. I was like, look, bro, I'm not giving you this five dollars because this didn't get me high. You feel me? And he was my dog, too, at the time. So I thought he would, like, understand. Jit really got mad over some fucking five dollars and was like texting me like some wild shit, man. Like, oh, blase blahs, like I know where you live, like da 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 da, like I'm gonna follow you home. I was like, I don't fucking care, bro. Like, yeah. do that shit then. Bitches, five dollars. You think I really give a fuck about giving you five dollars? Uh-huh. So then he says some disrespectful shit like, Oh, I hope your mom's yeah, like I hope your mom commits suicide. Oh fuck. Yeah, once he said that, I literally went back up to the classroom because he had got me kicked out the other classroom. Because we were doing like standardized testing and shit like that. Yeah. And then fucking um he texts me that shit. I literally leave in school suspension because I'm in ISS at this point. I go all the way back to the fourth floor, bust through the fucking door and just Take off on his shit. Oh shit! And then I got suspended, and then they were gonna press charges on me, but that never happened. That was your se- that was like the last year you were in school, or what? Yeah, that was the last year I was in school. Was that part of uh, helping the decision to drop out then? That was honestly like it wasn't even helping the decision. It was just more of like, wow, I finally have a reason to drop out now. Yeah, it's almost like a validation. Of- yeah, it's like more. It's like it's like a it's like some sly shit. Yeah, <laughs> like some get over shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you? This might be too much of a personal question. We can dodge it if you don't want to. But like, do, do you think you have like? Uh, are are there like? Uh, rage issues under the surface that stem from like not really being that close to your real dad. You think or something? Uh, I think what with me, my whole problem is just like. I feel like a lot of people don't fucking understand me, man. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like when I talk to people, it's, like, gibberish sometimes. Because, mm-hmm. like, when I talk to people, I feel like I'll either be, A, too straight to the point, 
or like they just won't understand what I'm saying like flat out mm -hmm. and then they just give me like these crazy looks or they or they'll say this or they'll say that or they'll give me like a reaction that like not necessarily that I'm trying to get off of them but like they're just not receiving what I'm trying to tell them and it pisses me off so much because like I'll look at how I'm saying it and I'm like yo I know I'm speaking fucking English you know mm -hmm. what I mean mm -hmm. I know you listen to what I'm saying and I know you know exactly what I'm saying mm -hmm. I kind of feel like that's how it is with my music sometimes too man because like there'll be people be like oh this 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 and that about Wi-Fi's funeral or Wi-Fi's funeral this Wi-Fi's funeral that but it's like man like I'm just not like a lot a lot of these other rappers, man, because all they do is talk about like what's going on around them. I'm telling you what the fuck is going on with me, bro, because with me, it's a fucking constant war. You mm -hmm, feel me? Like, mm -hmm. the world is not my issue right now. The world is not my enemy. Like, I, I'm my biggest enemy right now. So that feeling you get from people when you're talking to them and you feel like they're not understanding it, you, I mean, do you feel like that's like uh, your own impatience? Like, like are, do yeah, you have a problem yeah, with patience? Yeah, I have, a, I have a horrible problem with patience. That's why, like, I don't, like, if you know me personally, you'll know that I don't do anything. If I'm not rapping, I don't do a lot of shit because I don't have the patience to literally just sit down and learn something because, like, I live life like a, you know what I mean? It's like not even in the moment, but it's like, man, I can't waste a single minute of my life. You know what I mean? Because when I overdosed and I was about to die, I realized that life is really fucking short, bro. What happened then? Like, basically, I was addicted to cocaine and Adderall at the time, and I was doing that shit, like, This was before or after the Zans? Nah, this was after the Zans. Oh, wow. Yeah, this was, like, honestly, this was around... This is around, like, the time I dropped. This is temporary. Yeah, it was... It's like, only a little bit ago. Yeah, yeah, it was, like, around this is temporary, and it was, like, a couple months after this is temporary. Yeah. I was on it, like, heavy. And then, um... That... That's interesting. Well, that's funny because it's like two uppers. You go from like a total downer to like two uppers at the same time. Yeah, dog. I was wild, bro. I did, I did a lot of shit. You see, uh, having talked to you, you seem like somebody who would be more on the upper side than the downer side because like you, you talk with an intensity that's like, I like cocaine. Yeah. I, I talk, I used to love cocaine. I talk very fast too. <laughs> you know? That's like. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. It's lit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so. Yeah, uh, fucking with both of them at the same time, I'm sure is like just not. Dog, I was <laughs> like, I was thinking about shit that I had no idea. That, like, I, I thought I was like a fucking like genius at one point when I was off the shits. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just fuck it, fuck that shit, man. Yeah. But that's where I really feel like it is. Like, as far as like what, what you were talking about, like with the raging and shit, man. I just feel like a lot of fucking people just don't hear me, man. And then with the people that, that do hear me. They're, like, trying to convince other people, like, yo, do you not hear what the fuck he's saying? Like, it makes sense. But, you know what I mean? I just, I feel like with that, it just, for me, man, I guess for my self-esteem, I, I look at it as, like, I guess I'm ahead of my time. Like, people just don't understand me right now. I'm not meant for what's popping right now. Yeah. I'm getting, like, super psychological right now, maybe too much, though, but... My, as soon as you're like I just these people that feel like they don't hear me they're not listening to me I'm like I'm still relating that all to yeah. your dad you feel me like I yeah. feel cause, I, cause here's the thing is that I, I talk about this so much on the podcast but I have like I, I think that every fucking rapper that I meet yeah. every musician that I meet that comes in here we all have fucked up dads, dude. Yeah. Like, we all have dad issues. It's real talk. Yeah. Like, it's the root of all problems. I just talked about that. I had this group on called Audio Push last week. I just talked to them about the same thing. It's just, like, one of these things where all of our issues stem in different ways from, like, that upbringing. You feel me? And uh, I used to I used to go to a shrink, and she would tell me that, you know, the, the reason in my younger life while I was so, like, promiscuous and I couldn't settle down, I had all these trust issues with women. And so rather than, like, get emotionally attached to them, it was like I would fuck mad, mad women and then just, like, yeah. be out. And she's like, 
it's because it, it, with in my case, it was because I was like seeking this validation that I didn't get from my father because he like took yeah. off for a while. You feel me? And so she was like, she's like, you have these abandonment issues. Oh, you know what I mean? Where, where like you're scared that someone you love is just going to dip out. And so you're chasing these validations. But instead of letting yourself get close and risking that abandonment again, you're just like leaving them before they can leave you, which is like totally. Yo, expl- that makes a lot of fucking sense. So, so that's a, uh, when I hear you talking about like, oh, people aren't listening to me. I'm like, I, I, if you just replace people with like my dad. Yeah. <laughs> like my dad wasn't listening to me. Oh, shit. You know, it's funny, man. Like I, I, I like I try not to look at it that much, man, because like if you genuinely like ask me if I give a fuck about having a relationship with my dad. I used to say the same thing, though, bro. No, nah, not even that. It, it, it's just to a point that I. Have already attempted so many times. Right. You feel me? Yeah. So oh, it's like it's like me. it's like really awesome shit where it's like I'm not gonna say like I'm not gonna disclude you from my life, yeah. but I'm not gonna fit to your standards. You feel me? Like we gonna like there's got to be a common ground, bro. What's your real name? Isaiah. Isaiah. Can I tell you this? Yeah. Man to man, like I have said that identical sentence when I was your age. When I when I left for school, I moved to California from Alaska, right? Mm-hmm. I know it's getting hot in here. I'm sorry. No, you good. I, I uh, my father and I like already were kind of on rough grounds because he had been gone for about four years or something, and during that four years, like we barely spoke at all. And right. then he moved back in the house for like the last six months of my senior year, and then I was off to college. And and from that point. My father didn't pick up the phone to call me like the rest of my adult life. That's crazy. Like, no, nah, but I, that's I crazy. Try, I would try sometimes. I would call my mom constantly. My mom and I were very close. So I would call, yeah. talk to her, and I would be like, you know, put dad on the phone. And it's similar to what you were talking about when when you're meeting him as a kid, where we didn't have much to talk about. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so it got to a point with me where. J- exactly what you just said. If you're not going to try to be in my life, fuck you, I'm not going to try to be in yours. You know what I'm saying? And I thought, and I thought like, I don't even give a fuck. I've coped with this. I just understand that's how it is with him. Yeah. And it doesn't affect me. And then I started going to a shrink and she was like, no, that's what you're all fucked up about. You just, <laughs> you've just got it misinterpreted. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh yeah, wait, you're right. Uh, so anyway, I'm not telling you to nah, go see nah, a shrink. I, yeah. I know you're not at all. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. man, you know it's crazy. Like I'm glad somebody like like you would tell me that as opposed to somebody else that never went through any right. type of shit like that. Because you know what, that, that that was my problem. Like other people that didn't go through that type of shit yeah. or that went through that type of shit, but they coped with it that way. They're like, oh man, you just gotta do it like this. Right. Like you'll be all right. Because I can feel how kind of like you're strong-willed to a sense of almost stubbornness, it sounds like, which I find respectable because I'm the same way. Because yeah. I, like, I feel like you're the type of person who's like, well, fuck it. If you're not going to help me, I'm going to get it done myself. Yeah, right? I am. Yeah, and, and, and so that kind of mentality keep, keeps people like us from ever accepting an apology or from ever like, you know, quote-unquote being the bigger man. Yeah. But that's that kind of shit that like – it's once it's too late it's too late you feel yeah me? man uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway yeah man uh <laughs> sorry that got, nah, all, it got all head no 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 it's all good it's all good it's yeah. all good trust me i'm yeah. not even i'm not even tripping on it like at all i'm just glad we had that conversation that shit just opened up my eyes a lot it was it gives you a lot to write about too yeah you know what I mean? yeah like, when you can kind of understand where because you know all, all of those things man they're secondary emotions like anger and stubbornness and and um impatience they're all those are all um 
those annoyances and those kind of reactionary emotions are just covering something else. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like oftentimes anger is hiding sadness. You feel me? Oftentimes fucking, uh, you know, everything, everything is just like a cover for something else. So, uh, anyway, blah, blah, blah. That, that's what, that's what I'm getting from. No, I appreciate that, man. Thank you a lot for telling me that. I'm glad that you're like open to hearing it because like a lot of people are very touchy about this. Nah, honestly, man, like I I hear a lot of, I hear a lot of like 19 year old me in, in 19 year old me. (laughs) I used to be very similar, I think. All right. Yeah, Yeah. I just, not as many tattoos though. Yeah. When did you start getting your face tatted? I got my face tatted as soon as I turned 18. Really? Yeah. You were just I told like, my fuck mom, this, I don't want to Not even that, man. I told my mom straight to her face. I was like, yo, I'm getting tattooed everywhere. What's the forehead? What yeah, Rich Life, oh, which shit. is my record label. Yeah. And then uh, Life After Death. I got this the day after I overdosed. Oh, fuck. And then what's the one on your eye? Uh, these are the Wi-Fi bars. First oh, tattoo yeah. I ever got. That's that's your first tattoo. First tattoo I ever got was the Wi-Fi Dark, bars on so my f- face. Hey, that's one of the things that'll make me say, "Kids these days, kids these days are so like that's so different." Like for for uh, you know what my first tattoo was? What? This is an embarrassing fucking revelation that you'll laugh at. This was cool when I was eighteen. <laughs> I have a fucking lower back tattoo, uh-huh. and that was like not a bad thing at that time. This was nineteen ninety nine. So like, oh yeah, you're tramp good. Stamp, tramp stamps weren't even a thing yet. Actually, I've, I tell people like my tramp stamp got me laid one time like a girl oh, saw and was like oh my god I, I always looked at you as like a little brother until I saw your tattoo and Jesus I thought you were like Christ. and now it's like the most embarrassing tattoo but, <laughs> but that was the thing it's like honestly you know what's my most embarrassing tattoo yeah my most embarrassing tattoo is this fucking eight I got like an eight ball right here well, yeah I was I was literally I was fucked up is that a stick and poke no it's not uh. it's uh my a good friend of mine <laughs> Got got a tattoo kit and was learning how to like tattoo. Oh and, shit! And I just let him go crazy. Yeah, that's your first one. Well, no, oh, no, no, my first. Oh, first one was the Wi-Fi bars. First one was the Wi-Fi bars, but this yeah. is like the dumbest one that I ever got. That's so funny. But like my favorite one is my shank, like right on my. Yeah, that's tight. I like that. I like a lot of fucked up tattoos. I don't like perfect looking tattoos. I, I like that kind of aesthetic too, where it's like you just got a bunch of doodles all over you. I yeah. think that shit. I think that kind of shit. I feel looks like people cool. get to like know me a little bit more before they even talk to me because they just see like what I got on me and they're like, oh, why do you like? For instance, you saw the Doom tattoo, and you were just yeah. like, oh shit. Right. Well, I, fir- I when I first saw it, I was like, that can't be an MF Doom tattoo. I was like, that can't be that. I'm I'm projecting my <laughs> own loves onto his neck that's not what it, but that's tight that you like mf doom bro i love doom man yeah um that's funny my next tattoo is gonna say wi-fi funeral across my throat <laughs> <laughs> no, i fuck with you <laughs> Um, so, I mean, let's talk about when things start to kind of pick up for you as a rapper. Okay. So you start making songs at 14 and like, do the kids at your school catch on that you're making Fuck music? Fuck no. no. Everybody at my fucking school fucking hated the fact that I made music. Really? I used to walk through my fucking school. Shout out Palm Beach Gardens Elementary. No, not Palm Beach Gardens Elementary. Shout out Palm Beach Gardens High School. Shh. Fuck Palm Beach Gardens High School. And fuck every fucking AP and fucking principal in Palm Beach Gardens High School. I could all eat my dick. Isaiah Rivera said that shit. <laughs> Anyways. That's that intensity coming back. I fucking, I walked through that whole fucking school and every motherfucker doubted me. Uh. Every motherfucker doubted me. Everybody was like, bitch, you're a whack. You can't do shit. You can't do this. You'll never amount to everything in life. Yeah. I just stood quiet. I, I was never the type to be like, I used to, behind the scenes, I used to be like, yeah, I right, just watch. Right. But right. 
But I, I used to be so mad and like fucking just try to convince people like, oh, I could rap, I could do this and I could do that. Now I'm just like, fuck it, I'm not even going to talk to you about it. You want to doubt me? I right, bet. Right. That shit just makes me want to prove you wrong even more. Well, I like doing that shit. I like it when people like have a sense of doubt in me and have a sense of like, oh, I don't think he can do it. Because it's like, what do you mean you don't think I can do it? What makes me so different? Like, right. if you think this person can do it, why the fuck can I do it? I'm the same way. That's a dad issue. Yeah. No, I'm just fucking <laughs> Uh, hey, well, so yeah, so you're very competitive with yourself and your also, but you also let um, other people's negativity inspire you. Yeah, man, I feed off that I, shit. I do the same thing. Do uh, when you look back um, in these last few years, can you think of what was a moment that sticks out to you as like uh, the the first where you think like, oh, this is like starting to really work? Well, it, it was like I think it was probably after the Earl Sweatshirt co-sign come clean. Oh, Earl Cosine? Yeah, like, That's well, I mean, what, what they considered yeah. as a cosine. I yeah. don't want to just, like, say that because, like, like, I don't know. I don't, like, I don't know how he looks at it. Like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Did he tweet a link or something? Nah, he just told, he just, this is literally what he said. Yeah. Wi-Fi's funeral has flows for that ass. Uh, he tweeted that? That's exactly what, that's all he said. Oh, that's dope. That's literally all he said. And I'm not even saying that in a negative way. Like, yeah. Earl's, like, my favorite fucking rapper. For my rapper to say that I got whatever. I, I, I. Let's go. I'm on that same page. Earl, as far as like the, he's my favorite rapper to have come out in the last like seven ish years or, you know, whenever he dropped, like he's my favorite of yeah, his youngest generation. Definitely. I, I really love Earl a lot. And if Earl, if you're listening to this episode of Wi Fi's Funeral and Kind of Neat, you're welcome to come sit in this chair and sit where he's talking. Uh, and, and, and you, you got to stop ducking my collab, nigga. <laughs> Straight up. I'm going to say it. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be dope to see you guys work together. Bro, I, if I made a song with Earl, yeah. like, oh my God, bro. Like, I hear, you know, it's so funny, man. Like, I literally sat back and I thought about it and I was like, man, like, if I sit down in the studio with this nigga, I'm going to feel like I have to just write my best verse because I right. just feel like he's going to outbar the fuck out of right, me. Right, right. He's so good. Yeah, man. I, I, I okay so when he um first dropped in like 2010 yeah i, I was uh just about to, i was like 29 i was just about to turn 30 mm -hmm. and i was like it made me almost like scared i was still like heavy rapping at that point and it made me like scared to rap for a while because he was so good it like it was like yeah it was like a frightful inspiration i was like oh my god if the next if the next batch of kids are gonna be this good like why am i even rapping type of shit honestly what made me feel that what, what made me like that that tape that Earl tape inspired me so much because as soon as I heard Couch with him and Tyler on it, mm -hmm. I was like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa, bro, Like, I have to rap now. How? Because I just love the way how he put his fucking lyrics together. Yeah, yeah. I was like, dog, his metaphors, his similes, like everything about this 16 is just crazy. Right. And it was it was almost like I mean similar to Doom, he's got such a monotone flow. But yeah. It's all, but it's almost like his monotone and Doom's monotone are a little different because you can. Fe I feel like you, it's like Doom's, but almost a little more emotive. You know what I mean? Even though it's monotone, you can hear, you can feel what he's saying a little more. Yeah. Whereas Doom, you really have to listen to what he's saying because there's no emotion in his flow. It's just like Never. It's very just... straightforward, rapid fire. Like this is what it is. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, lo I love Earl. So what's it like when you see that tweet? I was well, I was fucking doing drugs uh oh, so I, was, I was living hotel to hotel mm. and um i was like depressed as fuck that day that i saw that shit because i was just like damn bro like i ain't got nobody i'm fucking in a hotel right now and then i look at my twitter and i see that he said that and i was just like all right man like this shit might just work mm -hmm. i was like if he notices mm -hmm. then there's probably other people that are noticing right now mm -hmm. you know what i mean if mm -hmm. he had all people are noticing then like you know what i mean like 
this shit might just work out. And then instead of like just thinking of from, from it from that point of view, I was just like, you know what? It's not gonna like might just work out. This shit is gonna work out. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure that every part of me like puts my all into this regardless if i have a negative outcome or a positive outcome Mm. i just want to be able when it's all said and done man like i want to be able to like to die and say that i did everything that i could do for wi-fi's funeral Mm -hmm. that's pretty much it that's good man like on some real shit um what has the journey been like since then did you did you have music on deck ready to go after that yeah Uh, we were around that time Around that time, we were working on Black Heart Revenge, but we didn't even know that it was named Black Heart Revenge. I was about to call it 27 Club mm-hmm. before I called it Black Heart Revenge. Why? Um, because with the 27 Club, like that... Oh, the people that die at 27. Yeah, but that wasn't the message behind it. The whole message behind it was like I wanted, I, I wanted people to feel like that project was as powerful as people that are in that class. Right. Because that Cobains you know, and Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that's what I want to I wanted be as like... Not as powerful, but I want to go down as a legend like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to just keep making, like, music like this or how I'm making it right now. Like, you know, like, fucking 10 years from now, I'm trying to drop, like, an R&B album. Like, maybe even less. Like, I'm trying to do everything. I want to be, like, a musician, artist. Like, I want people to look at me, like, how they look at just legends, period. You know what I mean? And it's not that I want it for the attention and I want it for this or I want it for that. I want it because, like, I genuinely believe in myself as a person. Like, people say that shit and then they don't, like, get the fuck up and do it. But I'm one of those people that I believe in it, so I'm just going to do it. I'm going to stop talking about it. Good. I like that. Well, I mean, you're already on your second chance, you know what I'm saying? Like, you've had a, you had a close call. You're bouncing back, and you're working hard, and here yeah. you are on fucking tour, man. And you're, yeah, man, I'm excited. I want to keep this shit going, man. You know, and my, some real shit. And out of all the good things that we've talked about on this, one of my favorite things is right when you walked in, you said, man, I've been watching this show forever. Bruh, I'm, listen, I'm so fucking ready to go rap that song. <laughs> Yo, like, niggas don't get it. My fucking, yo, my manager told me we had an interview with y'all guys. I freaked up. Me and my brother started freaking the fuck out. That's so tight. Because that ugly Frank verse is fucking legendary here, bro. Yeah, shout out Alpha H.U. That's one of my favorite videos. shit. Shout out Glenn, too. I know he, he... Told me that my music sucked on Twitter, but you know what? Shout out to you, nigga. You know, Glenn, you're, we we forgive you because you look like me, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> me and Glenn are twins, apparently. That, that's that. That's that fucking. You know, all white, all white dudes with bald head and a beard. We just we smell like hot dog water and we look alike. Damn, I didn't even know that. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> anyway, so what's up next, man? Now that the tour is over. Well, right now, um. Right now, we're just working on a project right now called When Hell Falls. We're aiming to release it, you know. I, my, my goal... Don't say a date. Yeah, no, it's not even a, a, a date. My goal is to release it by the end of the year. Yeah. But if my goal doesn't wind up coming out that, then, like, you know what I mean, like, first quarter next year, right. it'll be out, definitely. Right. But we're definitely, like, in the works of it, like, right now as we speak. Awesome, man. No singles have been released from it at all or any of that. It's just just still working on it. Hell, yeah. Well, shit, man. This was dope. Where can the people find you online? Uh, SoundCloud.com, Wi-Fi's Funeral, Twitter.com, Wi-Fi's Funeral. All one I- word. IG. Yeah, all yeah. one word. Everything Wi-Fi's Funeral. Mm-hmm. Like, literally everything. Just how it's spelled. Spelled exactly how it sounds. W-I-F-I-S-F-U-N-E-R-A-L, Wi-Fi's Funeral. Literally. A lot of people say they, they get the fucking spaces and do this right. and do that. Fuck that. It's all together. Right. All lowercase. Yep, all lowercase. Bang, bang. Um, yeah, man. This was a dope conversation. Thank you, you man. I yeah. appreciate it. That shit a lot, man. Most definitely. It means so much coming yeah, here, bro, it, it, for it, real. It, I-
I always like talking to fucking young dudes with a good head on their shoulders, and I'm glad that you bounced back from the drug shit. Hell yeah, man, fuck that shit. I'm trying to get this money, man. Yeah, let's fuck do that. that. Amen. Uh, this is the part where I just start plugging away at my stuff, so if you want to get up and walk, feel free. But my name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you can find me online at It's Intuition. Find my man, Ben Shim, behind the boards, making the shit sound buttery, at I Am Database, based with two S's. You can follow us as a unit, at Kinda Neat. Uh, and don't forget, if this is part of your weekly routine, like I always say, if you listen every week or if you listen even if it's only uh, to artists who you know who they are and want to hear me talk to them, if you listen consistently, go to patreon.com slash kind of neat, pledge $1 per episode. That's $4 per month. It's like buying me a fucking coffee. Buy me a coffee at patreon.com slash kind of neat. Go Hold ahead. on. I also want to shout out kind of neat for having me here on some real shit. Shout out my fucking record label, Rich Life, nigga. Shout out my nigga, Danny Towers, Gabe, Grim Dozo, Wi-Fi's funeral. We in this bitch. Fuck all y'all niggas, Rich Life. Rich Life. Is there is there a, is there a Twitter for Rich Life? Uh, no, we actually we gotta make one right now. Yeah, they're gonna make one. Don't don't steal Rich Life. <laughs> if y'all do, I'll fuck y'all up. There you go. There you go. Uh, what else? Go to uh, the app store search for the podcast app download it search for kind of neat subscribe 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 leave a five-star rating and give as many shout outs in the comments as wi-fi's funeral just gave to all his homies uh beyond that i think that we did what we came to do that was wi-fi's funeral my name is lee you can uh look for him on youtube.com slash kind of neat where he's going to be performing a song uh and that being said this was kind of neat